Welcome to season five of the Life Giver Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope that will breathe life back into your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I'm a military spouse, clinician, and advocate, and I'm bringing topics that I hear from the service community and counseling room to the podcast, where we can face the challenges of this lifestyle together. Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. We are in the middle of a parenting series, and it's a perfect time for a parenting series considering all of us parents are going a little bit nuts probably with our kids at home and schools not making decisions or making decisions we don't like and um, trying to figure all this out. And so um, I have an opportunity to interview Colleen Markey from Magical Order of Brave Knights to share a little bit about her story of being a military spouse and um, really experiencing some tough things with her kids that really turned into an innovative way to help more families. And so I knew it would be a perfect addition to this series. So if you, even if you don't have kids, you know, you know, you know, a lot of people who do have children and you've heard those stories of kids having a hard time sleeping at night and how that's probably changed your friends where they can't meet with you anymore and have dinner with you anymore (laughs) because they're falling apart. Right. So you probably know somebody who have kids who need to hear this um, episode. So stay tuned in if you don't have children, because we can all learn something and um, have a resource to share with somebody else. But those of you who do have children, Um, I know my kids are teenagers, but I had a difficult time with one in particular who could not sleep by himself, who was afraid of the dark. And um, that's where Colleen comes in. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome Colleen to the podcast. So Colleen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Corey. I appreciate it. Yeah, you have an incredible story. And I love stories where where you had something difficult that happened in your life and you turned it into a way to bring purpose out of your own struggle in a way that not only helps you, but helps other people. And that's what your story is about. So why don't we just start off by you introducing yourself and your background? You are a military spouse, correct? Mm-hmm. I veteran am, spouse? I am. Yes. And veteran spouse now. My husband is now retired army colonel. And, um, but obviously, I mean, he retired a few years ago. So my kids are now, um, 13 and 15. And when my youngest one was about three or four, it was one of my husband's deployments and he was just struggling to sleep at night and so worried every single night. And as most of us military spouses do, we just, I got on with it. We, we actually have an older son as well, who is now an adult. So at the time I had three in the house that I was trying to handle everything. And that sleep was like, it's the one time I had to myself, right? Just a few hours where I, no one needed me. I didn't need to do anything. And I, I just, I needed that kind of respite to kind of recover and let my body reset and my, and my sanity kind of come back from everything I was doing. And I was just going through it and I was struggling and I was counting down the days till my husband came home, but I realized I, I have a background. My master's is in psychology and I've worked in the field, worked with children a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing a disservice to my son by just getting through this. Like I had to stop and take myself out of my daily routine of just trying to survive and say, okay, I need to do better for him. And so I think a lot of times as parents, we want to just say, oh, you're fine. It'll be okay. And that's kind of all I felt like I could give at that moment. And I finally was like, this is silly. It's a detriment to him. He's, he's really afraid every single night. And I could see it as the sun would kind of go down. I could see the little fear in his eyes. And 
he was having nightmares, but it felt so real to him. And I thought, imagine if I had to go through my day filled with terror like that, knowing that there was this impending doom coming every night. And so I sat him down and said, you know, we got to just talk about this. And I just listened, which I think is one of the hardest things for us to do as parents, but it's one of the most important things that we can do is just listen. And he was at this time now four years old. And so it wasn't a very in-depth conversation of like his deep feelings, but he really just told me like, I'm afraid every night. Like I, I don't want to stay in my room and I want to be with you and I need to know someone's with me. And so I created the first brave night and um, it kind of hit me where I was, I thought I needed something that he could give those worries to. And he was just carrying him around all day. And I was carrying him around all day too. I mean, night would come and I would start to get anxious. And um, I knew it was going to be another night with no sleep. And I knew the next day I had to get up and be a mom all day and have a job (laughs) and keep the house. And so that's how the first brave night came about. I really pause you. Can I pause you there calling for just a second? Because I think you skipped over not intentionally, but I think there's this, this moment that you skipped over and I'd love to have us unpack it a little bit because you said, you know, I realized I was doing this disservice to my child and that I needed to stop myself and actually listen and think to myself, you know, how would I feel if this were my world? Right. And I think as moms and as parents, we do tend to skip over that. We don't slow ourselves down. We don't sit and listen to our children. And I think there's a variety of reasons why we, why it's hard to do that. I mean, yes, life is crazy and, and we have very important tasks that need to get done. So I'm not saying that we're choosing something over our kids. I say that, but, um, I think that there was something in what you said where, you know, here you had, you know, such a wonderful set, right. The ability to catch red flags, which you did, you know, but there's this moment for us as parents where I wonder if like, it's really hard for us to sit down because we're going to feel guilty somehow for missing something or not knowing how to handle it or this like guilt or shame that would creep in. And so maybe for some people we avoid it for most of us, maybe we avoid those conversations because we don't know what to do and we don't know how to handle our own feelings about that. So if we could just kind of pause there, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's such a huge piece. And I know that even when my husband was home, if he would have some nerves and and anxiety over things, especially for my husband, it was hard because he's a fixer, right? The men tend to want to come in and fix the problem. So his was like, okay, well, let's, let's get you now. Let's fix it and let's move on. And that's kind of what I think a lot of people, we do get caught up in that of just, okay, let's fix it and let's move on. But sometimes there is, you have to just sit with it and you have to just listen and you have to, you have to be uncomfortable and you have to feel bad. And when he was suffering, I felt terrible. I felt like I can't help you every night. I see you in this and I felt horrible and yet I was exhausted and he was exhausted. So it was this terrible thing. And I do think that a lot of times parents aren't sure of what to say and they're not sure of how to ask it without, you know, either, even now with school, back to school, it's like, you don't want to ask a leading question of, are you worried that you're going to have math online right now? Cause then all of a sudden you feel like you might be putting that worry into your child's head. Mm-hmm. But I think it was important to have that open-ended question of just what is, what does it feel like to you? You know? And I just had to pause the 17,000 things that I had going on in my head and just be quiet and listen to him. And 
I think it was such a gift for him to be able for my son to be able to put the words in and every day. And that's the, that really is the, the main impetus behind our product is that every single night we've created a space for children to be able to sit with their parents and give up those worries. So the parents can hear them and they tell Sir William, the sweet little bear, but they, they share that. And so the parents have this vehicle to sit and listen to what's worrying them. And it can change from day to day, right? Something that was worrying them at one point may be different. And I just think it's important to sit and just be there. And um, as a parent to not judge yourself so harshly of, but I mean, it's mom guilt. My goodness. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you ever escape that. No, but I, yeah. I think you, you said something that was so great just now where you were like, you know, we, it's okay for us to initially feel that way, but to be, then be able to not put that pressure on ourselves and just allow ourselves to be that parent in the moment that, um, that embraces whatever it is our child is experiencing and not shame ourselves that we should have known or that we should have known how to do this. So you've created, um, I, I don't want to skip over actually what it is that you've created. So let's um, talk about what you created and how you created this space to work for these um, kids to connect with their parents and then a way for them to kind of unload those worries. So walk us through, um, if you want, you can tell the story about mm-hmm. Sir William, but like maybe yeah. we start there and mm-hmm. you kind of share, what did you do with your child to help him? So at the beginning when he was struggling, I mean, every night I tried everything. I mean, we first started, I started with the nightlight and and walk him back down. Every time he came into my room, I knew that he needed to have, he needed to feel safe inside his own room and not just with me in my bed. I knew that that needed to be a boundary that we had, that he was able to overcome the fear. And so we were trying different methods and, and nothing was really working. And I mean, we both know it. We, it was a terrible time. We were, we were both really a mess every night and every morning and school drop-offs were getting worse. And, you know, and, um, so I finally thought I need to do this. I need to listen and I need to find a way for him to be able to put words to what he's feeling instead of just the fear. And so I created, uh, the first brave night. He's a teddy bear who's dressed as a medieval knight. He's very sweet and lovable and huggable, um, but strong and brave. And, uh, so each night we would sit down and my son would tell Sir William everything that was bothering him and everything he was worried about. And we would just listen. And some nights it would be three or four things and other nights it would just be one thing. And some nights it would be about daddy being gone. And other nights it would be about a dinosaur nightmare that he had, but it was good. I could see the burden come off of him and, you know, putting words to those fears, it takes them out of the dark and it, it sheds light on them and they don't feel so overwhelming. And so it was so good for me to just sit and, and hear and not try to fix it and just say, gosh, you know, that that's got, that's a lot, you know, I worry about that sometimes too. And then we would come up with a solution of how we could help that feel a little bit better. And so through the months of us kind of going through this and testing it, I didn't start this as a business. This was really just a way for me to have my son give up those worries. And he kept asking questions every night about where do the brave nights come from? And what, you know, so I kind of created a tale and my older son um, at the time, my middle child was not afraid of the dark, but he, 
I'd hear him kind of creep in and sit on the bed and want to hear this story. So the tale of the Brave Knights came about their castle and the training and how they help children. And my boys loved it. Like every night they were like, okay, we can't wait to tell Sir William. And then they would bring him to school and kind of tuck him in the backpack and run up if they're having a bad day and tell him what was going on and then run back and play. And my youngest son has chronic medical issues and had surgeries and doctor's visits and hospital stays. And Sir William was always with him. And it was kind of like, you know, that security object for children can be almost that first bond outside of the family for a young child. And it was neat. It was like, he was able to go through things. He was able to build his confidence because he had, Sir William kind of had his back and uh, it was neat to see him overcome these obstacles. It was like, first we tackled night. And once he realized that he could make it through and sleep through the night, then when we would do something else that would be scary of getting an IV or going in for surgery, then he knew if he had Sir William with him that uh, it would make it a little bit easier. And so it was just a great, great way for us to make it through this. Um, And then when my husband came home, he was so excited because, you know, the stress he had been hearing and I was trying to keep, you know, I mean, it's hard. You don't, every time when you get to talk to him, you don't want to be like, I can't. Day right. 10 of me not sleeping, right? <laughs> right. So you don't want to be that for your spouse and you want to be supportive and stuff. But he was so excited when he came home and he kind of came up with our magical part about it. So he created a projecting flashlight for Cooper. And so we added it to our kit. And so it projects um, eight images of our brave nights, like kind of like a view master almost where it cycles through and they can pick and it helps clear their room. And so all mm-hmm. the military uh, families will love this. So Every night, the children can tell Sir William their worries and their fears. They can read the story and hear how the Brave Knights can help the children. And then together, they can take with their parents and Sir William the flashlight and shine it under their bed or in their closet or in a dark corner. And wherever Sir William's light shines, their room is clear and safe and they can sleep and nothing bad's going to come in. I love that. And you know what I love is that it's not military specific, but it takes. Um, you know, you you said, you know, military families are going to love the fact that, you know, Sir William is clearing the room. It's such a military, <laughs> you know, concept and first responder concept too, right? right. But yeah. I love the fact that we know how, how amazing that feels to understand what that means and for kids to be introduced to that concept. But even for civilian families to be, um, to have this resource that kind of comes from the mindset of military first responder clearing a space mm-hmm. and to bring that gift of knowledge and that strength of, of what we provide or what our service members provide to a little, a child's fears in their room, I think is awesome. Like they don't even understand, they don't even know that that's a military thing, but right. we understand the value of that. So right. I think that that's really awesome. Yeah. So, and you, you have expanded past military, correct? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we wow. sell, we sell on our website um, and we're selling on Amazon, but we, yes, it, but it's the idea behind that creating that safe space inside their room, because for the longest time, my son's room was safe during the day when he would play. But as soon as the sun would go down, it was a place that was, it was just creating fear and, and real just, I mean, terror for him every night. He just, he was not comfortable and safe. So for him to clear that room and be in control of clearing the room, like he had that tool. So he felt safe. That was the biggest thing. And I saw it kind of start to change him. He would go to school and it was like, 
okay, I can handle this. And his little self-confidence, you know, when you see your child struggle with something, whether it's tying a shoe or anything, and then they finally do it, you see them kind of stand a little taller and they're like, I got it. And that's kind of what was happening every night. His room was beginning to become a safe place for him. And what I wanted, I mean, I wanted his bedroom to feel like it is for me when I go to bed where you're like, oh, okay. And so it took a long time for me to decide to take this into a business. I mean, I really did create it just for my son and my sanity and our family to kind of have some peace. But I, I kept making it for friends and I would go to school and I would hear things. I would go to like my mother's group and I would hear other parents talking about it. And finally I thought, you know, there are so many kids that are struggling with this and so many parents who just don't, you know, are struggling like I was, but they just don't have the tools that they need. They're not sure how to handle it. And a lot of times the kids are ending up in the bed. Um, and if, a lot of people enjoy a family bed, but if it's fear that's bringing the child in there, then that short-term game of avoidance is not is only going to go so far. And the children are learning to avoid the fear rather than address it. And now with COVID and everything we have going on in our in our world right now, you know, it's anxiety is so high. So we're just trying to learn to, you know, teach little skills to to little guys and girls about how to how to, how to manage some fear. So that I actually brought up a really great point with COVID happening. I know we as adults are experiencing a lot of anxiety. Um, <laughs> we, I think are as a culture, maybe we're coming out of the isolation just a little bit and experiencing all of that fear and anxiety that we anticipated. Like, what is it, what's going to, what is this going to feel like when we start coming out of our homes? Right. So anxiety is through the roof everywhere. Kids, depending on their age and depending on whether or not parents are exposing them to that fear, um, are feeling some of that as well. I know my kids are teenagers and they're like, should I go to school? Like I need somebody to tell me if it's okay or not. What are you seeing from all of your families? Um, what are you sensing from the culture, from the kids perspective and anxiety? And and maybe I'm sure some people have reached out saying we have extra anxiety now more than ever. Yeah. Well, as you know, anxiety just breeds on uncertainty and 2020 is serving us uncertainty in uh, unprecedented doses. So yeah, yes, exactly. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great analogy. So, um, I mean, back to school to starting in one model of learning to, uh, maybe transitioning to another and day to day, how that changes and yes, going out and all of a sudden things are opening up sports. Is it, you know, am I okay to go? Am I not? So, I'm seeing that with most of the people that are reaching out are saying, gosh, you know, my child was never really someone that was anxious. And I think anxiety has a stick up prior to 2020. It was not a word that we heard as much as we're hearing now. And I think a lot of people aren't really sure how that cycle happens and what to do once that cycle starts, because it really does kind of go quick from that first worried thought that first, what if this happens and what if that happens to then the physical change, right. And, and, and then a behavior change. So we're seeing a lot of that where people are, are going, geez, you know, I never worried so much about my child leaving. I, I, they would go to school and pick them up. And I never worried about what would happen in between those hours. And um, now that's happening. So I think education on how to manage anxiety is important. And people to understand that it's not a, you can't cure it. It's just a matter of how do we manage it? How do we cope? How do we build some strategies to make it easier on all of us? And I think it's okay as a parent to tell your children, you know, I understand that. I'm worried about that too, but here's the things. And I think a lot of times we as parents 
don't show that little vulnerable part. And I think it's important because kids feel like they're the only ones worrying about this right now. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, with everybody else feeling anxious, parents feeling anxious, I'm thinking about some of our military spouses who might be navigating 2020 with a deployed soldier and they're doing this by themselves. So if you ever decide to make a giant Sir William that we can cuddle at night, (laughs) (laughs) the size of a body pillow, pillow. I was like thinking this. (laughs) <laughs> I think, I think a lot of us will be crying ourselves to sleep sometimes, meeting yes, um, him to clear the room idea. of all of our own worries, right? That is a <laughs> great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Next Sorry, time. it just popped in, my, <laughs> popped in my head of like, I wouldn't mind I snuggling with, with that Sir William. No, it's, but it's, I'm saying, but for real, this is a tough year and it's a tough year for all of us. And I love that what you're giving all of us in this it's not even a product. It's really a gift. It's a resource for parents and for their kids. What you're giving us is a tool that we don't have to rely on our own strength and our own ability that we can have something that is given to us to help us navigate it. So if you are listening and you are, are struggling, and I think it's kind of a normal thing. I mean, I can't, I know I went through it as a, when my kids were really young, almost every parent has had at least one child that struggled with, with sleep anxiety or separation anxiety, or just kids are developmentally um, they don't have the tools. I mean, we are struggling ourselves with 2020 and knowing how to deal with that anxiety, like you said, Colleen. And so kids especially aren't like born with the tools the sources they need to navigate their fears. And so you've really given us a gift in that. So um, you've kind of shared with us a little bit about the package. I mean, I'm even looking Sir William right now on your website and it's this beautiful package of him and the book that goes with it, the, the flashlight that comes with it. Why don't you share with us maybe a few stories of um, some families that you've worked with, maybe that have shared with you what Sir William has done for them. Uh-huh. So why don't you share, because that's always fun to hear how something that you worked so hard to create and gift the world, how it's making a difference for other families. Are you hearing something today that's really hitting home? Take your personal growth to the next level by joining the Life Giver Facebook group. Simply head over to the Facebook page, Corey Weathers slash Life Giver, and join the group with other service couples for support and deeper discussions on each episode. Want even more? Subscribe to the Life Giver newsletter for practical tips from each episode and exclusive discounts on sessions with Corey. Yeah, it, that's my favorite part about this. You know, um, I created this to be able to help other families that were struggling. And when I hear that story, it, it really makes all of the all of the work and, and everything we've gone through worth it. Um, some of my favorite ones were um, special needs children. Our oldest son um, uh, has special needs. And when you're struggling already, just trying to manage your normal routine and normal day. Um, and if there is a fear or a sleep component in there that really can, can change things, um, it makes it just so much harder. So when I hear a family um, with children with autism or other special needs reach out, I know that when they're able to put some words to something that was hard for them and give up that fear and get a little bit of sleep and have a much better day the next day when they're going to school because they were able to sleep, it brings tears to my eyes because I've been there and I know that when you worry about your child struggling with something, it feels like the biggest burden for you. And when you can see that lifted and them have a great day, it feels like 
you know, just the lightest feeling for you. And so especially when we hear stories like that with special needs, we've also had some great stories of just sweet, funny, anecdotal ones of, um, we had one sweet little girl whose mom reached back out and said she hadn't been sleeping. She was struggling. She was afraid to do anything. She's ready to get her ears pierced. She brought Sir William and he got his ears pierced and then she was able to get hers. <laughs> and so that was sweet. That was like a simple little thing that's so lighthearted, but she'd been six times and <laughs> couldn't get her ears pierced. Sir William got his done and she was able to get hers. <laughs> we did another one too, where she wasn't sleeping. Um, and the mom reached out and said, you know, we're finally sleeping for the first time in six months. Like you've changed our life and our marriage because my husband and I were at our you know, not our best selves. We were arguing and fighting because we we're just so tired. And um, the little girl, she heard her one night telling Sir William as she was closing the door, like, hey, so since you're doing a good job keeping all the nightmares out, maybe you could help me tidy up my room a little bit since there's nothing. <laughs> it's a multitasker right there. She thought, well, hey, you did your job. Now what are you going to do? So she wanted him to clean her room. <laughs> I, thought was I love sweet. that. I'd love to go back to what you said about the special needs um, yeah. the community because, and it doesn't apply only to special needs. So hear me saying that to all of you who, who are listening, but um, first of all, for those of you with special needs, um, the divorce rate for marriages, parenting a child with special needs is so much higher than those families that do that are not dealing with special needs. And so when she's talking about like, what lack of sleep can do to a child who already struggles with, with routine and confidence. And um, that can completely derail a whole day. And depending on the severity of that, of that issue going on with that child, I mean, that can wreak havoc in the whole family's day. Right. And then that yes. impacts the marriage. And then you have two parents who feel helpless and hopeless and then you just go down this like spiral, right? And so it's amazing when you kind of pull, you like go backwards and you realize that just helping that child sleep through the night is saving an entire family and saving a marriage, which is going to make me cry, right? Yeah. It's, it is so, it is so important. Yeah. It's so important. You know, um, we don't have a child with um, special needs in that sense, but we do have a child that has, um, a kind of asthma that when he's triggered by his allergies turns into a cough and that cough um, was keeping him from school. He was a distraction at school. It caused bullying. It caused so many issues. Then we couldn't cure the cough. Nobody could cure the cough. No doctors knew where the cough was coming from. It was a helpless, helpless place to be in to the point that my husband and I are doing research, taking him to acupuncture and, and giving him Chinese herbs to right. stop. Like, yeah. cause you're desperate, I've right? I've been there. Desperate. Yeah. Yes. And I say all that to say, you know, one of the other interviews that um, everybody will probably hear in season six is the moment where we found somebody who not only understood what we were going through, whose child had gone through exactly what we had gone through, but then called us to help us through it and introduce us to a doctor who knew what it was and stopped it in 10 minutes. And so we were bawling on the phone, like literally just because we were able to talk with another parent who understood what we were going through and gave us hope that our child is going to be okay. And here's a solution and here's a way forward. And so I'm not saying that to, to change the subject, to make it be about my story. What I'm saying is 
what you're able to do just by telling your own story and say, you're not the only parent out there saying to the, the audience, you're not the only mom that is struggling with, I don't know what to do, or I just need for my own sanity to sleep through the night so that then I can parent, right? So it's everything from giving that extra hour of sleep to um, giving that child the confidence to giving um, that parent the book to read that they don't have to conjure up their own words, their own know-how, their own strategy to help that child. You're gifting them with all the tools and resources that they need that will um, impact that next day, that week, those relationships. And it's a beautiful thing, Colleen. It really is. Thank you. And thank you for sharing that because I know when your child is struggling and how you are just searching for everything and how it does impact every single aspect of your, I mean, it's, it's with you all the time. So thank you. And thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. And we as parents, we as parents, well, thank you for what you're doing and for, you know, it's not easy to start a business. It's not easy to create a product. It's not easy to then um, try to share that story and get that message across of what you know that this resource can do for people. So it's a lot of work for you to go through that. Um, but all coming from a place of knowing just by having the right tools and resources, you can have this greater impact. And so I appreciate what you're doing in that and helping so many. I hear from, so I know you have being a military spouse yourself. Um, I did a webinar with Blue Star Families on sleep and sleep patterns and, and parenting with sleep. And the biggest questions I got, the biggest topics I got was, how to deal with kids with sleep anxiety and um, separation anxiety that were only exacerbated by the fact that dad had left, right? Or that we have this, you know, he's, we don't know if we can contact him and when we can contact him and, and building these, even you mentioned co-sleeping, building these habits and patterns so that when um, your service member comes home, where is he going to sleep now that we've created that sleep anxiety pattern that now impacts the whole family. So if you, if you wouldn't mind, let's talk a little bit about that and what yeah. you're seeing on how Sir William helps with that. Um, why is that so important? I mean, this is a big issue that you're addressing. Yeah, it is. We've seen a lot of um, success with service members um, reaching out to us to get it for their children before they deploy. So as a way of like, hey, Daddy's going to be gone, but Sir William's going to be here. We're going to get to talk to him every single night. We're going to tell him and, you know, he's going to stay here and protect and watch over you. So it's a great way for the service member who feels terrible when they are gone, that when they do hear their, you know, their spouse and their children and they hear the struggles. And, and like I said, as, as a wife, when you do get that conversation, you don't want to spend it venting and complaining, you know, you want to just be present in the moment. So to take that piece away, it's been really neat to see the service members reach out and want to want to give this as a gift before they deploy. And with moves, with the constant moving and transitions, this has been huge too, because, you know, the PCS is already hard enough on the family and the mom who's trying to keep everything in in alignment and rows and making sure that everybody's the move is in transition is as smooth as possible. A new new house, um, new room, now new school where you're you're going to school and you may not even know your classmates because you're only seeing them virtually. Mm-hmm. Sir William is a great has been a great tool for families as they're just settling into a new routine in 2020 with kind of um, the chaos. But for my own marriage, 
the stress of, you know, we have a child with special needs, we have a child with medical issues and anxiety. It really did put so much stress on our marriage and the sleep was the biggest thing because I just couldn't, I couldn't function. I was not my best self. And once we all started sleeping, it was so much of that weight had been lifted and I was able to be present again and, and be myself and smile and laugh and not just be this tired mommy that was like trying to get through. And it really made such a difference in our marriage, in our life as our children got to see us so much happier than just kind of tired and cranky and snapping at everybody. I mean, it is a form of torture, um, sleep deprivation. And as a mom, it really is. like... At, at some point when they were little, I couldn't remember the last time I slept through that. I mean, I, I could not, yeah. if you were said, when was the last time I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I so, remember five years into being a new mom. I remember the day I woke up. Like I remember that day. <laughs> like, yeah, like because I, it, yeah, like from sleep deprivation, it was yeah. five years into, you know, so my oldest would have been five at the time. The youngest would have been hopefully starting to sleep to the night. And I remember the day that I was like, I think I just woke up from sleep deprivation. <laughs> and I think I re- just now realized I have not been sleeping enough at my best for five years. Like, I, because you just get used to not sleeping. And so um, those of you who are in that season, all maybe Colleen and I can just encourage you today that seasons do change. And I had the best mentors ever that would even tell me like, your child is not going to wet his bed, you know, in college and high school, he'll figure it out. Like you eventually figure it out, or he's just going to get up and wash his own sheets. Like it's going to be fine, (laughs) you know, and just hearing that the season changes was helpful. So I know that you're not necessarily like a sleep study researcher. Maybe you are, but maybe from a mentoring perspective, from that mom mentoring perspective, who's been through this before, um, you mentioned um, once your family started to sleep through the night, again, this isn't just one child that's not sleeping through the night, it affects the whole family, at least affects you as a parent. How long would you say, maybe say, speak to that parent who is that mom, especially who hasn't been sleeping, who's dealing with a sleep anxiety, who is maybe thinking about this resource would be great. Wouldn't it be nice to snap our fingers and have them sleep through the night the first night, right? But yeah. in reality, anxiety, it takes a little while to create a new routine. Um, maybe cast some mentoring hope for that new, um, for that spouse who's thinking, that mom who's thinking, how long before you start to feel better? Like give kind of a, a picture of what most families go through. Yeah. And and like you said, everybody is different. There are some children who will sleep through the night much quicker than others, but it's a routine. And if you keep that routine established, it helps the the bedtime um, time, the time of before getting to bed and into bed, keeps it on a manageable schedule. So then you have a boundary of, okay, we're going to go through this routine. We're going to give up the worries to Sir William. We're going to read the story, clear the room. And then, you know, a quick snuggle. Okay. You're good tucked in. And then you're able to leave the room and that creates a boundary. So that takes a while for that, for the kid not to ask for more drink or one more this, Um, but then that will grow and the children will get used to that routine. And the mom is all of a sudden getting a little bit more removed from the situation. And it may take, um, it may take some time to have them where it's still maybe one waking at night instead of two. But if we can keep the room nice and dark, that's why we did a flashlight 
just one quick aside, that is why we did a flashlight. You know, the melatonin really, um, our own body makes the melatonin to help us sleep. And the darker we can keep that room prior to bedtime helps the circadian rhythms and the melatonin produced. So we're able to kind of get some quiet. So we did not want to add a, a nightlight. We wanted a flashlight where they can use it, turn it on and turn it off so they can sleep, but their body will start to get uh, accustomed to that and get sleepy as the room is nice and quiet and dark. And then you'll see as a parent, as you're getting just a little bit more freedom back from that struggle, you're going to feel better. You'll say, gosh, the next day, like, okay, we got up once last night and you'll speak to your child in the morning and say, okay, tonight, I think you're going to do it. Sir William is so proud of you. And um, they go on play dates and have little, you know, adventures with them during the day. You further that bond and say, okay, he's ready to watch over you tonight. And the kids really want that. And they love that success they're feeling. And then the parents are going to be able to get, get some more sleep each night. And I think learn how to handle that um, instead of just break down like I was doing sometimes. And I think it's a slow process, but every victory is a huge victory when you haven't slept. So we've had pretty, it's, it's, it's been pretty quick for most of the stories that people tell us. And even we've had some where the children, um, even some children with special needs who are um, maybe not verbal are, are still having less time of that bedtime routine. I mean, that's a big thing. If you are not having to lay down with your child, we get a lot of that, like where we'll hear people who are having to lay down with their child till they fall asleep. Well, that's an hour of your time at night when you have to get everything ready for the next day. So that is a huge victory. If we can give that back to the parents where children are in bed and you either have some time with your spouse or you, even before that, when you're able to just get ready for the next day and clean up from what had happened that day, that's a big victory shortening up that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that so much. Cause I think sometimes when we get ourselves to that desperate place, we don't even realize that we get so desperate that we want a magic cure all that's going to happen very quickly. And, and it's only because you so badly need that sleep and you need your life to change a little bit. So that's okay. Right. But realizing any new patterns take a little bit of time to create. And I can totally see that there are, I mean, there are some children out there that are just waiting for a Sir William and that's all they needed. Right. Like they are just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I mean, this works. Right. And then there's other kids that might need a little bit more of that um, encouragement. The routine is what they needed more than anything else. And so helping them realize they can expect that every night will be helpful. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about the dark room and the melatonin. I believe that's 100% true because we tend to get scared and flip on the light and that melatonin immediately decreases in your body. And then it's hard to go back to sleep again. And so being able to have that initial flashlight, but then teaching them that that dark darkness is not something to be afraid of. It's something to welcome as long as we feel safe and secure in our space. Right. And that's what Sir William can do. So I love that you're teaching all of those tools and techniques without them even realizing it. And, you know, we do is um, because I created this as a mom, not just a business person. I know my kids love getting mail. It's like their favorite thing, even pre-quarantine. But when, you know, now even more than ever, because it feels like a connection to the outside world. But we do send a free little booklet to the kids about a week to 10 days after they receive their kit. So they get a little booklet from the um, Brave Knights Castle. And it's addressed to little prince or princess in the mail. And it has some fun facts about Sir William, some little of his favorite games and about the castle he grew up in. So it's just when that routine is starting, they receive it and it kind of furthers that bond with them. So then the parent is like, fantastic. 
Yeah, because it's right at that week to 10 day mark where, okay, we're in the routine and we are either, this is either going to, you know, continue in our positive thing or the parents may be going, okay. And so that little extra piece, it really, it just solidifies the bond and um, kids love getting the mail. We've gotten some thank you cards, really cute, sweet written thank you cards back to us from the kids. Uh, Um, I love that. I love that you're thinking through that what those first 10 days are. It's not just a product. It's like, this is a process. We understand the process you're about to go through. So here's that added encouragement, which is amazing. And we put a nighting ceremony at the end of the book, a personalized one. So when they receive Sir William, they can sit and the parents can, it's, uh, they gather everybody around and Sir William sits there and it's Sir William, you know, vowing to protect and uh, serve the the children. And um, it's kind of on his honor and it's very sweet. So again, it's that, it's that bond. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is kind of create that connection and that we call him as your new forever friend. And um, yeah. I love that. Colleen, you know, before, um, I, I definitely want to give you a chance to share, um, where they can find Sir William and your website and all that. Before I let you do that though, I just want to ask this question because there's a lot of spouses that are listening right now. You know, the number one issue, I'm sure you felt it yourself as spouses is feeling like, um, first responder or military is feeling like your whole world revolves around the military and trying to figure out what your own identity and purpose is, what your talents are, what you're good at, um, finding that way to um, do something in the world. Um, it's not that you don't enjoy parenting because it's a joy, but it's also something that's like, what else, when my kids are gone, what am I going to be good at? Right. And I, I have a feeling you kind of went through something similar. And so what is it meant for you to bring purpose out of that season that you went through and to have this thing that is, has become successful, that is making a difference in people's lives. What has that been for you as a spouse, as a military spouse and now a veteran spouse? It's like, I'm tearing up. It's been uh, amazing. It took so long for me to finally do this. My husband every day would come home and say, are you going to do something? And I was like, Fear, oddly enough, was holding me back um, because I didn't want to do a disservice to this little bear had brought so much peace and joy and, and sleep to my house and had saved our family and really changed everything that I I just wanted to make sure that I was going to do it right. And um, when I finally did, when he said, you know, let your faith in yourself, just be stronger than that fear. And that's was a big push, um, his kind of support. And it's been there every single day where I have to remind myself, like, I can do this. I can get out of my comfort zone. If I'm asking my children to get out of their comfort zone, I have to be willing to do the same thing and model that for them. And when we first received our products and everything came, my boys looked at me and they went, you know, they've always looked up to my husband, like he's their hero, right? Mm -hmm. He's their everything. They just idolize him. They want to follow in his footsteps and dad can fix and solve anything in their mind. Right. And, um, when we brought everything in, they, they stopped and looked at me and they went, mom, this is so cool. And I like teared up and I was like, ah, oh. I mean, everything I do for them, I don't need, I don't need a thanks mom for teaching me how to hold a spoon or right, <laughs> teaching me how to tie my shoes or those things we just do. Right. It was nothing, but for them to see me outside of just their mom, uh, was enormous. And so my message to everybody out there is just follow your dream. You know, this is, uh, this is a big risk and a big undertaking. But when I saw my boys look at me and be like, wow, this is so cool. The the things that I'm teaching them is it's okay to, it's okay to fail. It's okay to try. It's okay to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And, um, 
I know everybody out there, I've had so many people say, Hey, I've wanted to write a book. I've wanted to try this. And I always just say, try it. We've got one life to live. And uh, life is so, so short. And 2020 is reminding us of that. So try it, try it in whatever small way. And I love that you added that your boys are learning something by you doing something other or in addition to the parenting that you did, right? That it, that they can learn both of those things from you. It's not a, I'm going to only be a mom or feel like I'm abandoning motherhood to follow my dream, that you get to show another side of you, that you get to, and I think that's beautiful that both of those are good for them to see. Right. 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 Yeah. It's been, it's been great. And they've been so helpful with it. Um, we've been donating a lot of our kits to hospitalized children where our son has received a lot of great care from some local hospitals. And my boys are helping pack the boxes up and count everything, making sure. So it's been, an, it, to me, it's been, if I had known that it you know was going to be this hard and have this much reward with just the, the, the family aspect of it, I think I would have tried it a, a lot sooner. I think I just was worried it would take away from my children. And that was part of it is, you know, I wanted to not do a disservice to my product, but I also didn't want to take away from them, but they are so, they're so proud of me and they're so invested in helping my husband and I do this. And uh, now that my husband's retired, he and I are doing it together, which has been a phenomenal venture for us. So he's been for you. I know it's so funny. I said, I go, this is the first time he's a Colonel. So I said, uh, Hey buddy, <laughs> it's pretty funny. You know, you, there's, you, there's some surprise. growing pains. Sure. No, I, you, I think you, you know, you'd be surprised how, um, how often I hear that, you know, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, and you know, that's a beautiful picture of marriage too, is that we're right. in this together, no matter what we're doing. And, right. and that's the message. Right. So for those that are listening, that are interested in finding Sir William, why don't you share with everybody how, to get one of their own, how to find you, um, yeah. where, where would they go? So our website is magicalorderofbravenights.com and knights with a K because he's a medieval knight. Um, and it, if you go through our website, you get to get the free gift in the mail, the booklet about 10 days later, as well as a birthday card that we send out during your child's birth month to your little prince or princess from Sir William's friends at the castle. Um, we're also on Amazon. You can find us on Amazon. Our kit comes with a book, a bear, and either a pink or a blue flashlight. And a portion of all of our sales through our, um, of all of our sales goes to Stephen Siller Tunnel Towers Foundation. So for all your military and first responder families, such a phenomenal charity. Um, it's very near and dear to our hearts. My brother um, was killed in, while serving in the army in 2003. And um, I know that feeling of what happens when your whole world falls apart. And this charity is able to step in for families um, who have children whose spouses killed either first responder or military while serving, and they provide mortgage-free homes. Or if they are catastrophically injured, then they provide smart homes for them to help the family adjust. When the worst thing in the world has happened, they come in and help provide some peace. So a portion of every sale that we get, we donate to them. So look into that charity if anyone's looking for something to donate to. Uh, it's a phenomenal organization and they're not getting as much, you know, charities right now are not getting as much attention because there's no event. So I recommend them highly. So amazing, Colleen. We didn't even get to talk about your brother and um, what an amazing thing that you're doing to continue that legacy forward and make sure that families are being taken care of um, in their grief. And so 
thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for taking me on, on this roller, beautiful roller coaster of an interview today of just like, I mean, you brought tears to my eyes too. Just thank you for taking a step and doing something that you knew was risky, but knew wouldn't bring love and healing to so many families in the world. And so it's just amazing what you're doing. So thank you for joining me for the podcast. Um, keep doing what you're doing. It is a it is a very very valuable tool to give people this gift of sleep. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please share the podcast with other service couples that may benefit from the show. If you're feeling especially grateful, head on over to patreon.com forward slash lifegiver or find the link in today's show notes where for just a couple of dollars, you can help breathe life into more service families. If you'd like more information about me or Lifegiver, head on over to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org.